Hi, my name's Tara Humphrey and welcome to the Business of Healthcare podcast, where I will be sharing interviews, insights, project management, leadership trainings and lessons learned from the field of healthcare to improve the delivery of your projects and business performance. Hi and welcome back to the Business of Healthcare podcast. In today's episode, I'm going to be interviewing the amazing Dr. Rachel Morris. Rachel is a GP, but she's also a specialist in resilience, working with doctors and professionals who feel overwhelmed and exhausted. And Rachel has got courses and a membership community to help those professionals take control of their work, beat stress and to thrive. Rachel is also a fellow podcaster and she has got a podcast called You Are Not A Frog and I have had the pleasure of being interviewed on there. So I'll also drop that episode in the show notes so you can hear more about um, myself and the business and how we're helping GPs manage their businesses. The reason why I wanted Rachel to come onto the podcast is that Rachel and I are in a peer-led mastermind group together. And essentially, Rachel, a few other peers come together on a regular basis to strategize, to share, to offer support around how we are progressing our business. And we all operate in the field of primary care. And it's just been such a fantastic resource for me. I feel very lucky to be part of this group. It's helped me no end. It's helped me with my confidence. It's helped me progress my business. It's helped me win business. And I think it's just that support, knowing that I'm having conversations with people that really understand because the NHS and primary care is different from a normal operating business in regards to the financial years. It's quite a closed community and it's, it's hard. Whilst other sectors will have those challenges, I think there is merit in us all understanding primary care as it is today in the UK. That being said, I am part of a mastermind group where we only communicate via a walkie-talkie app called Voxer and I'm the only person based in the UK. So you can get different types. They both serve different purposes and I'm very, very grateful to be in both. But the focus of this one will be my healthcare mastermind And Rachel and I are going to have a discussion on what is a mastermind, benefits of a mastermind, how does it work, what do you do if it's not right, and all of that good stuff. So I hope that you enjoy it. And in the midst of the coronavirus, having people that you trust, that you know, that understand the situation that you are in is invaluable. So I hope that you enjoy it. And as always, please like and share it on social media. And I'll see you in the next episode. Hi, Rachel. Thank you so much for joining me on the Business of Healthcare podcast. How are you doing amongst all this madness? Oh, I'm doing all right. Thanks, Tara. It's suddenly it's suddenly got crazy, hasn't it? But I'm I'm doing everything I can to stay focused and stay healthy and stay stay fit. Actually, making sure I'm doing exercise every day. That is, I think, my my number one thing that I'm trying to do at the moment. Yeah, I went out for a 10k run this morning. This is my second day of working from home. And I've kind of been social isolating for about three days. But yeah, I'm making sure I go out and I'm really lucky. I've got a treadmill in my house. So I keep going down for like 10 minute spurts. Oh, wow. Oh, you are lucky. We're, we're trying to buy a rowing machine, but they're all sold out. <laughs> yeah. 
So I wanted to get you on. We are part of a mastermind together. And when I talk to my friends and colleagues and say, oh, I've got a mastermind call later, they don't, they kind of look at me a little bit blankly. And I just thought I'll get one of my people, one of my masterminders to come on to the podcast and share um, why we're doing it, how we're doing it and the benefits of coming together. So before we start, if you just um, give yourself a little bit of an introduction to my listeners. Yeah, so hi, I'm Rachel Morris. I'm a GP um, and an executive coach. I specialise in resilience in the workplace and I run training for doctors and other healthcare professionals in high stress jobs all around resilience and productivity and that's called the, the Shapes Toolkit. I'm also host of another podcast called You Are Not a Frog for professionals again in high stress jobs about the little things that we can do to help us to thrive in the workplace. Excellent. So you can get a variety of masterminds. We all come together because we are all in the field of primary care. How did we even come together? I can't. Can you remember? I can't remember. I think it had something to do with you, though, Tara. I think you set it up. You you knew a couple of our colleagues and um, you said, oh, it'll be good to get together and we just sort of set up a call and you said right let's let's run this as a as a mastermind and we sort of... yeah it's just coming back to me now so I knew me Ben Gowland who hosts the general practice podcast we have always been we've been in touch for a few years and we are both kind of we like reading the same books and through that and listening to the same podcast we both kind of started talking about a mastermind and essentially a mastermind is a group of like-minded individuals coming together to progress in our case, our businesses. We've all got a primary care related business. And then Ben, I think had worked with you, Rachel, and kind of said, Rachel would be a really good person to come in. And the reason why we wanted it is that it's nice to have a space where you can talk about your business without kind of no holds barred, no reservations. You can talk about money, you can talk about sales, you can talk about marketing with people that are in a similar position and that we've all had, we've all had coaches. I have got another mastermind group, which I'll share with you. It's it's very different to this one, but it was just, I wanted a UK based mastermind with people that did have an understanding of primary care. And so that's kind of how we come together how would you describe what a mastermind is? So I think a mastermind, yeah, it, it's people who they don't need to be doing the same job, but they need to be working in the same sort of context. So they have a little bit of insight into, into the challenges. And for me, this particular mastermind is really helpful because we're working within the same context. We're working in healthcare. We're working in, particularly in primary care, but we're also running a business and Running a business within the context of the NHS, I think, is very different to running a business within the context of a charity or, say, a commercial type bent. And, and for me, I feel like the sort of um, the uh, what's the word, the, the inexperienced one within the mastermind, because I, my background is as a GP and I have never really ever had to run a business I wasn't a GP partner. I appreciate there are GP partners that have to run the business, but I've always been in education and training. So suddenly having to run a, a, a business and we have to, we have to make money because I need to eat and pay my mortgage. Um, I don't want to make 
so much money that I'm fleecing people, but you do have to suddenly think commercially as opposed to what's the right thing to do professionally hat on. You've, you've got these other considerations. And that was very um, different to the way I've been working it before, because as a GP, you, you don't need to go out and find your customers. <laughs> they come to you. You're never short of patience. Um, and marketing was an absolute the completely new thing you know how do you marketing is not about convincing people to buy your product it's about letting people know what it is so that they can make a, a, a choice to buy so you know it, it's all these misconceptions you have about what sales is like and yeah so so for me this mastermind is about running a business in this particular context with people that have insight and people that i trust and people that are just really supportive. And I think that is something I've been surprised at actually is how, how supportive people have been within the mastermind. It's not just about sharing their wisdom. It's about, you know, like cheering you on and mm-hmm. um, almost, you know, saying that they're happy to, to get your back really in, in various things. So yeah, that's been really good. So what I would say to listeners, if you are in a health-related business or any business, but because this podcast is a business of healthcare, if you're in a health-related business, there is benefit and value of trying to find a small number of peers ahead of you at the same stage as you, maybe a little bit behind you, to come together to share your learnings, to cheer each other on, to act as a sounding board, to kind of help with, you kind of help coach each other. There is definite value in that. It just, it saves time. It's just easier um, to just say, what do you think of this? I'm not sure of that. Sometimes the group don't give you answers. Often, more often than not, you know the answer. You just need to talk about it. And there's definite value in that to stop it from just whirring around in your head. We always say... I think we talk about Robert. We'll be like, Robert, you know what to do. And he's like, yeah, I do. (laughs) You know what? I think it's not that the group doesn't give you answers. It's actually, it almost flags up the right questions. Yeah. So for me, I've come with an issue and I've come out with 10 more issues or questions. (laughs) But actually, they're things I hadn't even considered, which were really important that people spotted for me. Definitely. So in our mastermind, we have got a G, we've got two GPs, but in slight different capacities. We've got a GP that is running a tech company. We have got yourself and you've got a coaching um, experience and um, you've got, we've got another podcaster um, that he hosts the general practice podcast. And I'd say he's more of a strategic leader in primary care. We have got Robert, who is a solicitor, and you've got myself, um, and I'm an employer, and uh, we specialize in project management. So there is a broad range of skills. And I would say my recommendation and advice is I don't necessarily think you want everybody doing the same. I think it is important to have a variety and diversity of skills and, and experience within your mastermind. Otherwise, you'll probably enter groupthink. And if you're all coaches, it's all the same. Um, I definitely think get get people that are different from you. It would be very helpful. Yeah, I, I've certainly really benefited from having people with a more legal background and sort of process driven background and people with a more commercial background. Um, just to feed into my thoughts, I think that point about groupthink is is so, so true. And I've seen this, I think, particularly in, in GPs who 
you know, we get together and think that one thing is really interesting and haven't really thought about the commercial aspects. I, I see this in groups of coaches when they get together. You know, we're all very holistic and we want the, the whole person, but actually sometimes we don't think commercially about what people actually want and need. We think we know what they need and we probably do, but, you know, actually, how's that going to sound to people? How are you going to sell it? Is it actually what people are struggling with right now? So getting people with different perspectives, well, it, well it's just basic teamwork, isn't it? It's so important yeah. in teams as well as, as well as mastermind. Definitely. So we've talked about the benefits. We've talked about having diversity in your team. The next thing I want to talk about is how you ask people into your mastermind because it can be a little bit awkward. I think I was really shy in asking some people. Luckily, Ben was just like, oh, ask this person, ask that person. <laughs> and you all kindly, kindly said yes. But thinking about the coronavirus situation, you know, there are lots of clinical directors, there are lots of GPs, there are lots of managers all trying to do the same stuff potentially on their own and there is value in saying you know a little bit you know about primary care you know about the situation can we buddy up can we can we get in a group together like how would you approach somebody or a group of people I certainly would want to know them first because I think if you have the wrong person in your mastermind who's going to either take over or be a bit of a know-it-all or or be just difficult then you you don't you don't want that person so you need to probably select quite carefully so people who are open to learning and aren't just trying to give other people advice and I think you just firstly need to tell them what it involves so I think you know if anyone I used to be that people would say oh would you come in this with me and I go oh yeah a group of people sounds great networking you know talking yeah I'd love to be in a group you know I'm a group junkie I'll join anything so I just love love being with people and, and hearing what they've got to say but I think that a mastermind needs needs commitment and I think our masterminds you know we, we started it and we didn't quite know what we were doing and then it we but it's actually gained momentum and I think we're now finding it really really valuable so I probably want to say to people this is what I'm thinking of doing and this is how much commitment is time time commitment is going to take you because people need to know that it's not just about coming in if they can it actually needs to be prioritized yeah and it needs to be regular i think there's not a lot of point in doing one every six months or i mean you still gain a bit of value from it but actually i think the what i'm noticing with ours now is the usefulness is in the conversation that's okay how did that go from last time what's happened since then a bit of accountability so if you're going to ask someone to be in a mastermind with you tell them what the time commitment is and how regularly you'd like to do it and also when you're going to do it because the best way in the world if someone's got a regular booking on a friday and that's when you're going to run it then they can't be in it yeah, so we, is ours an hour or is it 90 minutes? An hour and a half, I think. Yeah, so as it's an hour and a half, it's, and it's monthly and we use Zoom. And we did, we did try to do it in the evenings and then that didn't really work, did it? But then we were like, if it's a meeting, we will do it in the day. But I think kids and just life and dinner and partners not being there it just we we'd stopped it so yeah we kind of you test it you see what time's going to work for you if it doesn't work initially don't bin it just you know just do, try something different I think that's a good point there that we did start in the evening and didn't work and went to the day because I think you need to view it as part of your work yeah not as oh just meeting up with some mates and something that's but actually this is valuable you know i I paid a lot of money to a business coach for an hour and a half of their time every month. And actually, 
I'm getting as much value from the mastermind, which is, which is completely free. So what I should absolutely make sure I block the time out in my diary um, yeah. to do it. So it's something about the more committed you are, the more, the more you get out of it. Definitely. And the pay, so you can get paid for masterminds. I have been in paid for masterminds and they have been absolutely fantastic. And then the program has ended and then I have a mastermind, it's like an international mastermind where the, everybody else is based in the UK and we just chat using Voxer, which is like a walkie talkie app. Um, so our, it finished and we're still all in touch like two years later. And which is fantastic. We're very, very committed to that group and that we chat daily. And with ours, it's monthly. You you messaged the other day, like, is it still on? And it's like, yes, we're all like, even though we're in the midst of it's so hectic, but I know that we will have challenges that we'll be able to just sort out and just talk through. I definitely think this is the time to make, to have your trusted few um, meeting up regularly it doesn't always have to and it doesn't have to be um, in real time it can be on whatsapp it can be on voxer so there is a, and it can be in person we did meet up at christmas didn't we yeah that was really nice i think sometimes if you can to meet up sort of socially um, in person is always lovely but it, I, I'm just so impressed with the way virtual stuff is working. <laughs> Obviously, we're right in the middle of COVID at the moment. So everything has gone virtually online. And I think this is going to be a massive change for people. I think they're going to realise just how how effective virtual meetings are. And I actually think virtual meetings are often sometimes more effective than face-to-face stuff. Because you don't get the sort of side conversations going on. Actually, it's really focused. It's quite time efficient. And people get really, they just focus a lot better, I think, online just wanted to go back to who should come into your group and one of the things I wanted to highlight is that whilst we do recommend each other and for business that is not the point of the mastermind so I know there's been a few people that have approached me that's like can I come in your mastermind and it's it's to get work opportunities versus learning and getting to know people. And then you naturally pass work to each other or say, oh, Rachel, be good for this. Ben, be good for that. You need to speak to Robert. You need to speak to Serena. So I definitely think you, I think it is helpful. You do need to know the person and have a few chats with them. And that it's not just, I've been in masterminds where you keep passing work to each other. And then when it goes, you know, it something happens and it goes a little bit sour, then it becomes a little bit awkward. So I would say, yeah, choose carefully. I think you have to be really careful with that. I remember I was did a coaching course and at the end of the coaching course, people were like, right, let's set up a cohort and we'll just pass work all to each other. And I thought to myself, well, I don't want to do that. I've spent a little bit of time with you, but I don't really know you. And just because we've been on a course together does not mean I'm going to suddenly recommend you to clients and pass work to you. And I think it's a bit like that in in a mastermind just because you're in a group together doesn't mean that you are naturally that you are obliged to refer or recommend and that's why I always get a little bit um I'm a bit skeptical about some of these business networking groups it's like right we're in this business networking group there's one place for so and so there's one place for this person there's one place for that person and the idea of this group is we all refer work to each other well, if you have no control about who joins that group, then that means you're ref- you're having to refer work to someone that you don't know, and you yeah. and your clients are really important, and you want to refer people to, to who you trust. Now, the great side effect of our mastermind group is, as I've got to know everybody, 
I know I, I've got to trust you 100% and now I wouldn't have any hesitation mm. about referring to every single one of you yeah but I don't think you should set up a group with that with that purpose because then it just gets awkward definitely so I wanted to then kind of move on to the format and what do we discuss and we have this thing called the hot seat can you describe what's the format of our mastermind well, I think the form of how it's been working so far is someone is the sort of nominal host. I think it's been sort of myself and you so far, Tara, hasn't it? Yeah. And we sort of say, right, how, quick check in, how are you doing? So you need to have a chat, you know, have a general chit chat, five minutes of how things are going. Um, and then we generally say, okay, um, what, what issues have we got? And we either go around and share one issue each and then we decide two to work on. Or someone says, actually, I've got this really burning issue. And then they get they're in the hot seat and the idea of the hot seat is that the person has a something they want to think through now now as a coach I think it's really important that when someone's in the hot seat they know what they want to achieve by the end of the conversation because if if it's like oh I'm in the hot seat because I've got a difficult uh, client relationship and I want to know how to manage uh, uh, you know I've got because I've got a difficult client relationship well that's all well and good but a good host will then be asking them, so what is it that you want to know by the end of this, this, by the end of our mastermind? What is it that you want the answer to? Is it how to communicate with them? Is it how to uh, meet their needs? Is it how to sack them? You know, it, what, what is it that you want to know? Because actually the conversation, the sort of conversation you have is very different. So you need to know what the goal is for for the hot seat conversation. And then we just open it up to anyone really to ask questions and I think one thing that we're maybe not perhaps so good at is is getting people just purely to ask questions out of curiosity so I think the it works the best if people are literally just asking questions to um just to get more insight into what's going on um now if if this if this was just coaching you then say oh you know what options have you got and then you say okay what are you going to do but actually because it's the mastermind we've got lots of people with loads of brilliant experience we are then able to really input into the well you know this is the way I'm seeing this situation have you thought of this and to make suggestions and I think that's where the mastermind really comes into its own and is separate from action learning and group coaching because you get the coaching aspect of it but you then get the wisdom of the group and some suggestions and, you know, all the suggestions people have made to me, they have all been absolutely bang on the money. But the suggestions have to come at the end. They shouldn't come at the beginning of the hot seat. You need to give that person time and space to explore what, what the topic is. So one of the things I was just thinking when you were talking is that we have all had coaching. And I think that that has probably is a good thing for us to come into the mastermind group if you have never had any sort of coaching and your six people just coming together I think that question they need to write it down is what do we want to get out of what do I want to get out of this session what's the answer I'm looking for because otherwise you'll just end up chatting and saying well when I did this or when I did that rather than really listening but I do think as a we we've had the benefit of coaching it is hard not to kind of say have you tried this <laughs> have you tried that um but I think yeah I think if you're brand new to this you have to remember what do you want to get out of the call and sometimes you can just say I need to vent you get in your hot seat um you get a short amount of time 
So, and I, I've been part of sessions where you might say, okay, well, you get one minute, you get two minutes to just vent. And now what are we going to do, you know, well, now what are we going to do about it? Yeah. So it's very, very action focused. And I think that's probably where it also differs from coaching a bit in the coaching. You probably spend a little bit time, more time raising awareness of the issue or whatever, but actually I think mastermind is really focused on what, actually, what can we do about this? What are we going to do? One of the things I have learned is you want, it teaches you how to ask a very specific question. Because when you're like talking to your friend, you know, like you're waffling on saying, well, then this person said this and this person said that. You've got a few minutes to say, this is the context. This is the issue. This is what I'm looking for. You know what I think? I think that the actual working out what it is you want the answer to is part of the solution. So we've had people that said, right, I got, oh, I just need to know. Oh, well, I'm not sure I've got this situation. And then we'll say, okay, so what's it you want to know from, from the, what can the mask go? help you with what is it you want to know and they'll go oh um well and then it's taken them a while so actually no this is what I need the answer to and once they've actually even worked out what the question is then it becomes quite a lot easier to answer for them so that process of working out actually what is the issue is really helpful definitely would you recommend for people to pay for a mastermind it depends what they need it for so I think if you are particularly stuck with something and you need some very specific help so I'm thinking um, say you want to achieve a particular goal and someone's offering a mastermind and they have some absolute expertise in that goal that would be worth paying for um, because you've then got a little bit more of a teacher pupil type 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 thing and that'd be more advice focused but I think it's perfectly it's perfectly easy to find people around you that are in the same situations if you want to if you want to do it yourselves so I guess again it, it depends it depends on the context you know if you were just very new to business and you had a massive marketing conundrum then maybe paying to be in a particularly good marketeers mastermind that they can help you out I think would be really yeah. helpful I've been part of masterminds and paid a lot of money for masterminds and, tra- and traveled traveled to Canada traveled to California it's been fantastic I think if you want fast acceleration and you want that accountability, definitely there are loads of organisations and people out there that have got that expertise and will help drive and push you to achieve your goals. I think if you have done that and you've got that self-motivation and you are around really smart, clever people, you can you can get the same results. You can, yeah, you can absolutely get the same results. It is a different feel. It is a bit more relaxed, but I think we are really committed. We do all really want to progress, but we do have coaches on the side as well. So you mix and match it. I think if you if you can get what you need through, you know, through the networks you've already got by forming a mastermind, then great. But often, you know, if it's a particular issue you need to get to, then I, I wouldn't hesitate to pay for a mastermind because I think actually the... The host is really important and who's holding the space. And, you know, these, we're lucky that we, you know, we, we have had coaching. We have coach, some of us have coaching backgrounds, so we can do that for each other. But I would think paying for someone who knows how to hold that space and run a really good mastermind would be definitely worth doing. And I, and I think, you know, coaches need to earn their living as well. You know, people need to be paid for services that they're providing. Definitely. So, So do it. My sister's a coach. She's got lots of programs. So it it depends. I think if you don't have the funds, you can do it yourself. If you want 
to progress quickly and you want to learn from people that have done it and are doing it with you um, and you've got the resources to pay for it, I would definitely recommend that. I would not be, I've just celebrated my five-year anniversary and I would not be where we are without the mastermind and the coaches, definitely not. Yeah, and it's, it's worth remembering that, you know, we say we're doing it free for each other, but actually it's not free because we're giving up an hour and a half of our time every month to do yeah. it. So actually we value it enough for an hour and a half of our time. So that's quite a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, yes. You actually can um, sit. I had a question. I wrote down this question. What do, how do you leave a mastermind which is not working for you? Ooh. Well, it depends. You know, if it's one that you really need, you could either try and modify it and maybe work out what's going wrong. Sometimes it's just the hosting's not so good. And so people are waffling and people aren't held on, on track. But if it's not working for you, I'd be really honest and just say, I've, you know, I've got, unfortunately, I've got priorities elsewhere at the moment. And um, I think I need something slightly different. Okay. That's okay. I don't know. What would you say? <laughs> I hate you all. I hate you all. That's it. I'm leaving. I'd say it's not you, it's me. Not you, it's me. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I have left masterminds before. And I think it is, it has to be a good fit. And sometimes it's not a good fit. And it's not because they, it just isn't a fit. It's you're not getting what you need. And to say, I've, I've, I've done it, I've tried it, but I don't think this is a good fit and I'm going to look for something else. Um, it's not a nice conversation. You know, it's like breaking up with somebody. It's not nice, especially if it's peer led, because you're going to see those peers in a different capacity. Um, but it is, and I suppose it's a select, it's like recruitment, isn't it? The selection is so key. I would say if you're just starting, you just say, we're just going to see how it goes. We're going to try it for three months. You do need to give it a good enough time unless you you start and immediately you have such a strong reaction, then you probably do need to leave quite quickly. But I would give it some time. And then I think if you're the person saying, let's come together, just keep doing, let's keep stopping at three months. We had a break. We haven't been in our mastermind continuously. It's okay to have a break and then come back together. Um, so that would be my advice. So here's a question then, Tara. What if there's someone in the group that's being really awful and you want them to leave? <laughs> that is, uh, I haven't haven't had that experience. No, mm. it's group rules. It's about having group rules, isn't it? And, and yeah, it's about having rules. And I think it is if there is a consensus that one person isn't a good fit then whoever started the mastermind and I think ours was Ben um needs to have that conversation (laughs) (laughs) right we nominated Ben right he's dealing with all the troublemakers (laughs) definitely think there is something around because we have been meeting together on a regular basis we've got we're very comfortable with each other and when you and then if you introduce somebody else and that somebody else may be fantastic it changes the dynamics and they are playing catch up but it doesn't mean they shouldn't come by any means but it is how do you protect your group and potentially innovate your group you probably have to have a discussion with your group about what we want to do you know you've got this many people in it do we want to have one more member in there's this person who's asked what what do you think um, the problem is then lots of people being, oh, yeah, yeah, that'd be fine, when they might not mean, yeah, yeah, that'd be fine. But I, I think it's about a question of time as well, because if it gets too big, you're going to lose your opportunity to be in the hot seat. So I think there's, I think one thing is just to turn around to someone and say, I'm really sorry, but there's no space. 
that's you know that's that's honest and the thing is actually we've 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 been we've been together now for a year we've got really good relationships the dynamics are just working for us we didn't don't really want to introduce a new person into the mix right at the moment I probably look to try and help them set up their own one because it's it's not hard but I think some it's nice to it's bit can be a bit daunting setting up by yourself so I would say there are so many people out there and when I tell people what we do they're like oh they're so lucky how do you get one um so I would that's what I would do yeah absolutely find your find your own tribe get people together experiments so as we kind of wrap up what three things would you say to somebody looking to set up a mastermind how could they make it the best they could it could be yeah okay so the first thing is I think you need to find the right people so don't choose people because of their connections or because you want to get into their business network. Choose people on values. Choose people who are working in the same environment as you. So, for example, it, it wouldn't be the same for me to be in a mastermind with someone who's, who, who's a, a GP right now in terms of my own business because they have very different business challenges. So choose the right, choose the right people. Secondly, set up your group rules really carefully. So I think things like confidentiality, things like, um, you know, on- honesty, um, all those sorts of things. So that actually you've got something back to refer back to if someone is a little bit off, you know, so, oh, you know, Tara, hang on. That sounds like a suggestion at the moment. We're just asking questions, <laughs> you know. Um, so do that. And, and I think you need to take time to build up trust within your group. So don't expect it to to launch really well, fully trusting right at the beginning. It takes time to get to know each other. And then finally, I think um, you need to assign a host for each meeting and make sure the host really stays on it in terms of bringing people back to the subject, in terms of timekeeping and in terms of sort of managing the group. So I think those would be my three things. And I suppose what results have you experienced from being part of Mastermind? And I know it's not just the Mastermind because you do so much work outside, but it's so funny when at the beginning you said, you know, I felt a little bit like you had the least experience when you started. But in my eyes, and I think I said this to you at Christmas, like how you how you articulate your offer, like you have moved so quickly in setting up this call. So what have you, can you remember where you were when you started and where, and where are you now in regards to your business? Gosh, when I started, I didn't have the foggiest what I was doing. <laughs> I was just saying, right, what can I do? What can I do? How can I help people? Um, I think now, and some, this is something that Balsamine really helped with me, particularly the last session, actually, it was the confidence in in what I'm offering because I was talking about launching my community and you know worrying about if people would want it and how I could you know and how I could tell people about it and just the support and the suggestions from you guys but was phenomenal I just left thinking yeah I can do this it's a great product people really want it you know and really feeling the support you know in in the ensuing weeks even though I haven't seen anybody um I think just giving me the confidence to know that I, I am on the right track. And I think I trust that you guys would have told me if I wasn't as well. I think I'd have got a lot of, hmm. And, you know, <laughs> <laughs> what, what's led you to make that decision, Rachel? You know, the fact that you, you, you know, so, so that's what personally I've gained 
from it. What about you? I think, I suppose it is confidence. It is confidence. And I think because I'm building a team. So I think we don't call it HR. I don't think we'd ever, we don't ever talk about human resources in our mastermind group, but it has, it has been those skills and putting myself in the, the shoes of employers and in, as in the employees, um, how I promote my services. Mm-hmm. So I'm quite, it was quite, I'm quite, I used to be quite shy. I've now I've got a full-time marketing manager. So it's like I'm rules on social media. So I've definitely ramped up and I've changed my mindset around selling. Cause I always used to, I always used to say, I don't want to be that consultant, um, like that greedy consultant. I don't want people trying to think I'm stealing their watch and telling their t- telling them the time. And I don't want to bother people. I think we've all had these conversations and I think it's been really helpful in the fact that I'm not bothering people. There is, you know, it's pretty niche and I need to share what I'm doing. So then to help people and then they can choose if they want to work with me or not. So I think that has been really helpful. I think seeing, I can't, Ben had the first podcast now, you know, we've got podcasts um, and seeing Ben do it really was a bit like, well, maybe I could do it. And I think mm. what's really nice is that we've all got podcasts in the same space. There's no, like, there's no competition when you had your product coming out, we, we, we all share it and stuff like that. So I think it, it has, it's enhanced my collaboration skills mm. and being confident in myself. Yeah. Confidence and my collaboration, how I, how I articulate the fact that I've got a podcast, it's like a really big deal. And I don't think I would have, I don't think I would have done it. Not as soon as I had been sitting on it a while, but I just thought, you know, you have those days where you're like, just do it. I'm going to do it. Well, I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to do it. And now we're pivoting our business. Um, and that is you know, just this. I mean, they're simple questions, but it's like, why have we set up our business what do we want from our business why are we doing it Mm. and just knowing that I can keep coming back and I know that I can keep having the same conversation and you guys will listen you know like if it's like your partner after a while they're like have we not been here yes I've told you what to do why you keep asking (laughs) because I'm still not sure I just need to talk about it but I told you the answer what's going on yeah and so yeah so much and I think it's just it's just really, really, um, it's just really, really nice to be part of it. And I feel like, oh God, like I'm in that, sometimes I always say like, I can't believe I'm in this group. Oh, I can't. I feel very lucky. So oh, yeah. Well, me loads. too. No, it's, it's, it does feel like a privilege. And I think, you know, if you're listeners, if you get to be in a mastermind where you end up thinking, wow, what a privilege to be in this group. That is just a sweet spot, isn't it? Yeah. Cool. We'll end it there. Thank you. Lovely. Actually, where can people find your podcast and more about the Shapes course? Yeah. So um, if people just Google You Are Not a Frog, you can listen to it on iTunes. Um, we've just started a YouTube channel, actually, because we've got some um, videos there with, with interviews we're doing to particularly supporting doctors through the COVID crisis. Um, or there's you, youarenotafrog.co.uk. My um, website is www.com shapesfordoctors.co.uk you can find me on twitter at dr rachel morris and i also have a facebook group called the shapes collective so there's lots of places if you just google me it'll come up at some point (laughs) cool thank you so much rachel thank you so really great to speak 
thank you so much for listening to this week's episode and we hope that you enjoyed it. If you did enjoy it, we would love it if you left us an iTunes review or if you comment, like and share it on our social media channels. You can find us on Twitter at THC Primary Care and on LinkedIn, just look for Tara Humphrey. So the Business of Healthcare podcast is being brought to you by THC Primary Care. We are a project management company specialising in the development of primary care networks, GP federations and training hubs. If you need support or you are looking for advice on how to progress one of your initiatives, please drop us an email so I can arrange a call with you so we can discuss this further. Our email is admin at thcprimarycare.co.uk. We've been helping primary care networks with their development plans, helping them to make the most of their network meetings, sharing training resources. We've had questions like what do we include in a project plan? We have implemented network-based contracts across GP federations. We also support the day-to-day operational management of training hubs and have also got experience in setting them up from scratch. If we can't help you, we definitely know some people who will be able to help you. So please do get in touch. And that's just to remind you, our email address is admin at thcprimarycare.co.uk or come and find us on www.thcprimarycare.co.uk. And in the meantime, please tune in to the next episode of the Business of Healthcare podcast. 